Blaine Kylo at SoloCore, S-O-L-O-C-O-R-P-S, SoloCore.com as well. What's happening, Blainer? Well, it's the end of January somehow. <laughs> you suggesting that, that it just that's disappeared? A little, that's a little weird. Yeah, doesn't it seem like January's just kind of gone by in a blank? It does. Although I will say that if I was skiing as often you seem to be skiing with your family on Twitter, um, uh, I could understand why it flies by there. Hey. Yeah, well, we've got some pretty good snow up here on the North Shore, and that's the nice thing about Vancouver, unlike so much of the rest of Canada. Um, we get snow where it belongs on the mountain and not <laughs> all over our streets. You don't want to see what it's like in my neighborhood today. It has been light snow, although it is the champagne powder kind, so that's beautiful. But it has been beautiful light snow nonstop all day, the kind of fluffy stuff that flies away. But it is, you're right, it is on my street, so I, I accept that. Blaine Kylo shares about all kinds of technology. We have some cool Resident Evil gaming stuff coming up in just a bit. First, though, um, whenever there's a critical update in anything, do you get nervous like me? Because that usually means that something's gone wrong. It's kind of like, you know how silica packages say do not eat? That usually means that somebody ate one. Yeah, there's a reason that the, the warning is there, right? And you're, there's a, a new critical update that Apple released for iPads and iPhones just yesterday. And often these updates are released and there, there's no real clear explanation as to why you need to update them. It's just that something has happened and this update has been sent out. Um, but when the director of cybersecurity for the Electronic Frontier Foundation is going onto Twitter saying, if you've got an Apple mobile device, you should update it right now. I'll wait. Go ahead. Um, th that's somebody who knows what they're talking about, and I tend to follow those directions. So I spent a chunk of my morning updating all the iPads and iPhones in my house. There's very little information, like I mentioned, about why this fix needed to happen. Um, but the information page at Apple's website does say that the operating systems that run the iPhones and iPads were recently exploited and that it, it was it could it had the potential to be a pretty serious exploit um and so until you update your iPhones and your iPads to 14.4 your devices are technically vulnerable and uh the EFF director of cybersecurity says don't wait um update that operating system do it now well it does say right on the thing it says includes improvements and bug fixes for your iPhone so, I mean, is this one of those yeah, things that we that. should probably, yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, should we hold them accountable and say, you know what, like, you guys got to give us some info here or, you know, I don't know. Does that seem weird? Well, there's always good explanations, right? So one of the reasons that Apple would say that they're not giving any more information is because that could actually cause more problems than it solves. Um, and you know, you could argue whether they're correct or whether they have a responsibility to share more information. Um, they did keep, you know, the person that notified them of this security problem, 
they did agree to keep that person anonymous. If you look at the, the page on Apple's website, there are two individuals identified with a couple of the things, and they're just identified as anonymous researchers. So they have kept that information private. They've kept the specifics private. Um, there is a note on the page saying that additional details will be available, but I don't think that Apple's in any great hurry to share information about what might have happened or what the risks might have been. It's enough for them to say, hey, update your devices and everything's going to be okay. So either they don't know or they don't want to say in case someone else goes after the same thing. Um, that's my conspiracy. Yeah, anyway. I think they know. I, I, yeah. I, I think I think they know. They might not know everything that may have happened, but they certainly, it's pretty clear to me that they know that something happened um, and that there was potential for it to be a lot worse. So that's why the patch was issued. But the, the bugs right. and fixes statement, that, that comes out anytime there's an update. There's always bugs and fixes anytime there's yeah, an I know. update. I just want more info. Um, moving on to Xbox Live Gold. Prices are going up sort of all over the place. Oh, wait a second. Changed our mind. What's happening? Yeah, this was really interesting. At 6 in the morning last Friday, Microsoft announced that it was increasing the price for Xbox Live Gold subscriptions. These are important because to you know you can play your xbox without needing to have a subscription to xbox live gold but if you want to get in on any of the multiplayer gaming that service is all part of xbox live gold so if you wanted to play any multiplayer if you wanted to play with friends online you had to have an xbox live gold subscription um so raising the price of that is impacting a lot of people but the and and it wasn't it, it wasn't a huge increase. It was like an extra dollar for a month, an extra five dollars for three months, and an extra twenty dollars for a six month subscription. All of those in U.S. dollar prices. Um, but wow, was the response from gamers around the world rapid? And by um, that evening, the Xbox team said, "Okay." Uh, we've heard loud and clear that you don't like this, and so we're actually not going to increase our prices. And more importantly, if you currently like to play free-to-play multiplayer games like Fortnite, so games that you don't actually have to pay to play, um, we're going to remove the requirement uh, of having Xbox Live Gold to be able to play those things online with friends. Um, and so not only did they reverse course on the price, but they've also are removing the requirement of Xbox Live Gold for any free-to-play multiplayer games. And that's a lot of the industry these days. There's a lot of people playing Fortnite every day. And if Xbox is letting them play without needing a, an Xbox Live Gold, um, they're, they're giving away some money. Well, and I remember when we first got Xbox and then went to play some online games, then found out, oh, we have to pay even more. It's a bit of a surprise. So that is good news. Samsung Galaxy S21 Ultra uh, pre-sale was on. We talked a little bit about the camera and how great it was going to be. Looks like they have some uh, more info for you to share. Yeah, I've been playing with the Ultra for the past week and a bit, actually. And so there are three new models of the Galaxy S21. The Ultra is the real flagship. It's got the glass back. It's got the um, increased RAM, 
and the increased memory space. It's got four camera lenses in it, an ultra wide lens, a wide lens, and it's actually got two telephoto lenses. And they've been designed to work together so you can actually get a zoom that is effectively 100 times, which is kind of phenomenal. Um, there's a laser sensor on this thing that's used for autofocus and for low light situations. And you can shoot 4K video using any of these lenses. But the two, there are two things that are really cool. Um, and they're features that are part of the camera system that Samsung has actually in all of the S21s. They're the director's view feature. And you can do two things with this new director's view. There's this vlogger view, which enables you to shoot split screen so you can have the front camera capturing whatever you want and the rear camera showing you so you can actually provide commentary on what you're shooting as everything is happening. And you can either sh have that shot in a split screen or you can have it as a picture in picture. So that's really cool because it makes it really easy to shoot and provide commentary at the same time. But there is also another feature that enables you to um, Using the front-facing cameras, you can see what each of the different lenses, what the view is going to be. So I was actually on the hill and I was filming my son skiing and I could see through the display what the, the, the lens, each of the lenses was giving me and I could actually switch back and forth from like the wide to the telephoto just by tapping on the thumbnail on the screen, which makes it really easy. It's almost like I'm a director and I've got these four different cameras set up and I can just go to camera one or I can go to camera three just by tapping on the screen of the device. Very cool little feature. Um, and so I think that the S21 Ultra is really made for shooting videos as much as anything. Setting a whole new standard of, of that. That's going to be good, actually. It's a, kind of a surprise that you think backwards that they haven't done that sooner. Uh, what a great idea. Life in a Day 2020 is a documentary of crowdsourced content. Now, let's just touch on this one quickly so we can get the next one in here, too, Blainer. Yeah, so this is a sequel. Life in a Day is, the whole idea is um, everybody takes footage that they shot in one day. This year it was July 25th, 2020, and you submit that footage. And the movie, directed by Kevin McDonald and produced by Ridley Scott, collects all of that. They had some 80,000, or it's already 300,000 submissions from people around the world, and they've cut it all together into a film um, that is going to premiere as part of the Sundance Film Festival on February 1st and streaming on YouTube on February 6th. And it really captures what the world was doing on February or July 25th, 2020, including things around the pandemic, because that was, we were right in the throes of it. Black Lives Matter protests, all kinds of really interesting stories from around the world, um, all captured in the one documentary incredible concept too and what a time capsule let's get this audio from resident evil
Like, why can't we just do Mario Brothers, man? Like, why do you got to go there? <laughs> I, I, I know I know how much you like the scary films, so <laughs> I thought that we'd have some Resident Evil. Um, right. Resident Evil, this is a, a video game franchise that's been around for years. The eighth game in the main series is called Village. It releases on May 7th for all of the consoles. If you've got a PS5, you can actually download a demo and play it now. It's called Maiden, and it's extremely creepy. Um, it'll scare the pants off you for about 20 minutes, depending on your approach. Um, I, I actually found myself just crouched in a corner for a, a little <laughs> while because I wasn't sure what was going to be around the corner, and I didn't really want to go there. So it took me a little longer than the 20 minutes. Um, it's these scary games. Like you love the games though, right? Like you, like, is, is that the, your heart of this is the games? You know, I, I've got to say, um, I am actually more like you than I'm letting on. I have a, I have a difficult time with scary stuff. Um, and I'm not going to lie. It, I actually had to have all the lights on and it had to be, um, early morning it certainly couldn't be a nighttime experience bed, for me playing this right? demo um but wow have they ever captured a, an interesting atmosphere Th this is we're expecting a bit of a different feel from resident evil most of the resident evil games sort of revolve around sort of zombie mythos and and um that kind of thing and i think that village is giving us something quite different we've got a different character who's the protagonist in play here and it seems to be um, some people are saying that it's got almost a Silent Hill feel to it, um, which is another sort of survival horror game. And that's certainly what I felt um, playing the demo. The whole idea is you're trapped in a dungeon and your goal is to escape. And so the demo is not the game. It just sort of puts you in the game environment and it, it gives you a real sense of the atmosphere and the tone that Capcom hopes Resident Evil Village will give us on May 7th. Blame Kylo at Solo Core. Follow the blog, follow the Twitter, and be jealous of the powder and the skiing. Um, but I guess you can see the pictures from uh, from the Samsung Galaxy 21, too. You put those up there, don't you? I do sometimes, yeah. Yeah, there we go. See, so you can follow along. You can see what Blaine's talking about. Thank you, Blaine Kylo. Have a great week.